Seltzer Kings podcasts. Hi, everybody. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And we are the hosts of Boys Watching Buffy, a podcast where we go through every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time and give our review and reactions. So come join two men who call themselves boys experiencing Sunnydale and the Buffyverse for the very first time. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you can find podcasts. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even the Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys, for the last time ever, watch Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. <laughs> I'm Corey Kevin. My name is Kevin James Doyle. I'm John Sieber, and oh boy. We've wow. uh, we've come to the end. This, this is, is the end. It's this is our oxygen packs are are low. We only have a few little protein things left, but here we are ascending the the top of Mount Everest. We've Ground lost. We've lost some to Bradshaw boys. <laughs> we've lost. <laughs> Any second, you will have seen oh. the whole show. This is Darren Star to Bradshaw Boys. We finally finished the show. And the girls really appreciate your commentary. To be honest, we made this 20 years ago. <laughs> we forgot about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You never watched it. Now you have. Welcome to the rest of society. <laughs> and what else will you have to do after this is done? <laughs> Lots of other stuff. Yo. Like watching it again. We're not yeah, I, just because this is our last. This is because this is our last first time ever. Mostly doesn't mean we're going to be out of your ears. Because no, this is no, this we're going to get deeper. In. First time ever. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, about we're to. All, yeah, we're about to we're go getting, harder, we're, deeper. Uh, think of, more th in depth. Think about it this way: this our original idea could have been this. Our original idea could have been like, hey, let's do an Let's oh. do a podcast on Sex in the City. But since we haven't seen it, we need to see it first. Let's watch it all the way through real quick. Then we'll start a podcast. So this is yeah. basically the beginning of the podcast. This is Once exactly. we finish this, now it's like finally we can nah. start our podcast about sex in the city because now we yeah. have some information. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Or you could look at it this way. You, you like the five-star tangents? You like the four Cosmo tangents? We've seen the whole show now. Now we can just really get tangential with you. We can, yeah. we can do an entire episode. We will do an entire episode on, uh, on turtle tab. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on the mushrooms. Absolutely. Like we'll go all in. We'll have a, we'll have a mushroom <laughs> forager on. By the way, I heard there's about. like a really good Amazon Netflix or Amazon doc called fantastic fungi, which is, is just about mushrooms. We'll watch that. 
Well, and, that? and we'll find the Somehow. actor that played Turtle Tob. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, hard. we we did I mean, last time we did like a check-in. Um mm-hmm. today, today, I guess, you know, we've we've talked so much about how this came about, but it it is like crazy. Uh it's crazy to come to an end of a thing. It's you know, it's not the end, but it, to come to a conclusion of what we set out to do. So many yes. podcasts are, I mean, John, John's in business. And so all you listeners know, like, you know, like we, we do this for fun. Like we are so mm-hmm. thankful to have an audience. Like we didn't have, I think more than like 50 or a hundred people listen to an episode until like maybe two years in. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and it's really exploded the past like year. I think, um, yeah. last year, our Kristen Davis episode, I feel like gave us like some big traction that was last December and this past year mm-hmm. it's just grown and grown and grown. And it just means a lot that, uh, that we were able to go through this whole thing and learn and go through it with people that enjoy what we've been doing. And then also to not just stop three seasons in cause like we get tired of it and we're like, Oh, it's hard to schedule. Like it's, it's been the more you've gotten into it as listeners, the more we've gotten into to watching totally. the show and that that yeah. has been like something we didn't expect because you just wouldn't you know you don't, don't you hope people listen but it's been i don't over and above i think our expectations so thanks to everybody who's like followed this with us mm-hmm. absolutely yeah mm-hmm. if you've been there from the beginning thank you so much and if you came in in the middle thank you so much and if this is your first episode <laughs> wow you should go back and listen to some other. You must ones be very, You must be extremely confused. <laughs> you this really, is, you are like, what did I get into? This is how I know that not everybody goes back and listens from the beginning because the first year, we would get so many people that were just like, "Fuck this episode." There's like a specific episode that people mm-hmm, hated, mm-hmm. and we don't get that. Mm-hmm. We, I, we haven't got that message for a while, so I was like. There's some people that are skipping season some 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 eps in season. <laughs> you two. know what? You know what? When I tell people to watch Parks and Rec, which is a show that I absolutely love, I will tell people just skip the first season. Just mm-hmm. don't watch the first season. Start with the second season. That's when they start figuring things out. And then if you're a fan of the show, then you can watch the first season. But you can go learn about the pit. You can learn you about the pit, that? the Pawnee pit. Exactly. Exactly. You, that you know, might have been. They wrote. They wrote. What was that? Wait, what? We had a, we had a oh, little hic- I was going to say, online hiccup. They, no, they wrote that whole season without ever airing an episode. Really? Which is how we did our podcast. We mm-hmm. did the first five episodes yeah. without releasing. And then once they started going out, we were like, oh, we need to figure out how to do this. So, <laughs> so, but it proves to what Kevin just said. Audience, our audience interaction made it more fun, made it better. We love getting to know all y'all and are mm-hmm. excited to keep getting to know you as we go along. Yeah, that's that's the thing that, that going off of what Kevin said, when we get like an email or a message on Instagram or someone, you know, reaches out with a specific question or concern from the episode, it really makes it feel real. And it makes it feel uh, like this this project has been worth it that to know that other people are out there uh, listening, engaging and and like into what we do feels mm-hmm really 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 good so thank mm-hmm. you so much if you have listened if you've contributed if you have you know joined us in any step along the way and i do want to reiterate we are we are going to rewatch the episode or the series that is what you do with sex in the city 
you watch it until it's an old, comfortable baseball mitt. And that's mm-hmm. what we plan on doing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so that's a good time to say that uh, there was, we just got a recent uh, iTunes review and it was someone who said they're a long time listener and mm. they ha- hadn't reviewed yet. And so I do want to say, please, if you haven't reviewed, this is your chance to say whatever you want. If you ask us a question in there or you give a comment, like we love looking at the funny reviews you guys make. And really mm-hmm. it, it super helps us. Megan Tross, uh, just put up a review and she said, I'm a long time listener, just now getting around to writing a review, listening to you guys every week is so much fun, a whimsical experience. Their banter <laughs> with each other is great. Um, and uh, she said, all in all, a five Cosmo rating. So please give us a five hey. Cosmo rating. And uh, and it means there's a lot. Been, and it just helps been us. a lot of people recently that say uh, they're, they're having a difficult, difficult time or it took them a while to tell the difference between uh, Corey and Kevin's voice. Yeah. Did you guys, do you guys think you have similar sounding voices? Um, well, I, the entire podcast we've been doing, I've been doing a Kevin impression. <laughs> so that's why you're tripped up. This is my Kevin impression. Yeah, exactly. I haven't That's got the a, laugh down yet. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, We've never heard that until... I mean, no. I guess like because people can see our face. So we're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so just so you know, we, this is Kevin. Hi. <laughs> and this is Corey. Hi. John, this did, is we sound, John. did we sound... <laughs> <laughs> Doing Kevin's laugh. Hell yeah. Cackle. Dude. Kristen Davis commented on our. I said it was our last episode, and Kristen Davis put on the crying emoji under our under our uh, thing. Probably it was the crying emoji because she's like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna ask me again to be on their podcast." I bet <laughs> she's like, she's oh, crying. No. She's like, "Oh, here it comes. Here comes the she's ass." Like, oh, gotta- <laughs> she's like, "Oh gosh, here Dude, it is." But you Once know what? We, happens, we did a call in last. LA. We did a call in last time. We could do a Zoom with her this time, and you that's know, right. Yeah, so we totally could. Yeah. That Zoom's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Remember when we started this podcast, I would say only 5% of the world knew what Zoom is. Yeah. yeah. Now everyone, my parents were talking about Zoom and stuff up. I got invited to a Zoom, a Zoom holiday, not it's by so my wild. parents. They were like, you can come home. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, that's how we're, that's how we're doing the podcast now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we did this, we were like, we have to go to the studio, which we love going to the studio and miss going. To we're the like studio. Drake. I, we just love being in the studio. Gosh, so much. Yeah. Um, yo, I I know feel I, went, most alive. I went pretty ham on the on the Martin Grable uh, content this weekend, but I I will say this: um, the amount of rightfully so. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. He, Grable's a gem. He, Grable I, I, is, big oh, fan is a Grable. legend. I would just say here's the, here's the difference, and I think <laughs> this was represented in people's comments. But like uh, when I put the the very first post I put on was just. Um, was just a picture of him and explaining how he's actually like one of the great men of the series because he has a great job. He's very cultured. He, mm-hmm. he is a gentleman. He like has great party banter. He, and, yep. and, and then I, I honed in on the pomegranate thing because that's literally like a very sexual fruit. Like since like biblical times, it's like sexual. Mm. Um, since ancient Greece, it's been since sexual, right? Ancient Greece. Isn't that Bi- Bible times? Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Well, but yeah. I know I just know yeah. it's in like one verse in the Bible and it's like it's like dude, Solomon was so horny just jerking off writing Bible verses. <laughs> Songs of Solomon. Okay. He, About he, he just did his own version of Call Me by Your Name except with a pomegranate. With a pomegranate. pomegranate. <laughs> 
Um, like, oh, these seeds feel so good. But at, um, but people got really involved in explaining how how like he was just like a great dude. And I think that's, I, you know, I, I thought a bunch about it and I was like, it's really funny for us to hone in on, um, on weird guys, but there's also something that I thought about a bunch that was just like that they, they with Enid was like, yeah, when you get older, you like life isn't what you expect, but also if you like change your expectations instead of being like, like think of how not, satisfied Carrie is in Paris right now. And that's like yeah, who yeah. Enid wants yeah. to be with when really like if you adjust your expectations and be like, okay, so the guy's a little short or okay. Like obviously you need to be attractive, but like if you can change your expectations, it's like, dude, you're with like one of the great food connoisseurs of the world. And yeah, I thoughtful guy. I feel like that's where all the characters are. That's like, you don't expect to get breast cancer. You don't expect to uh, be singular, like live in Paris. You think you're going to have kids. You think you are, you know, like not going to live in Brooklyn and, you know, not expect to be like a mom. And yet like, mm -hmm. that's where all of their happiness or their storylines are going to of like, life isn't going to go how you want. And we wouldn't have expected this in the first series when they're like, you know, staring at the cameras being like, my name's Rick rick jones and i love to fuck so crazy yeah and yeah totally yeah so I, I was like being waxing all nostalgic as i was posting about um martin grable but i was also like that's just so life that like it, you you're zoned in on what you think it's going to look like and then if you let go of that you can end up being in some great relationship yeah some dude, grable relationship some that's grable a very astute observation and i and i do love that it's from uh you know an episode <laughs> two episodes back didn't even happen didn't even happen last uh last week on american yeah. Paris part un. it didn't but it didn't but you know that's the last one that's splat's out a right classic now. splat's a classic what i mean splat is also, a classic. also last one took place so much in paris it's like mm -hmm. that is that is Whoa. i guess we need to talk about that like are we going back to new york no, we we're, we're 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 staying in Paris with some. Well, we're, I think you we're staying think we're in, Paris with, in Paris. I think we're staying in Paris with some. I think here's what's happening. We're staying in Paris with a couple of New York, New York like little, uh, not flashbacks, but just kind of like cutaways. Mm. And then I think we're ending in New York. I All think right, we're going to so be here, in Paris for a lot, and then I think we're ending in New York. He's like, "All right, kid, welcome home to the Big <laughs> Apple." Here, Not the big baguette. Here's the question that, that I want to ask before we watch this this episode. Yeah. What is the last 30 seconds of the series? What happens? They're in a diner. He goes, hey, kid, let's order onion rings for the table. And then a door opens and it goes black. That's what happens. I Ooh, think it's Trevor? I think it's a chat. I think it ends on a chat and chew with like a pull away camera as the girls are inside talking. I want well, so, so you, you think a, hold on I, Corey you think carrying big in a diner Kevin you think all no no, all, no, no, no no I don't think carrying big in a diner I was kidding I was doing the Sopranos ending um <laughs> I, I I don't think that I have a question for Kevin after he says well first of all does that's, anyone that's we, what mine was none of us know that none of us know the ending no this is none of us know the ending no, no. at all right no it, it could okay. be it could be Skipper pouring himself a bowl of cereal for all we know <laughs> hell, I, hell yeah I think it could be the four of them at a diner. Yeah. I, I think it's them like walking down the street. Is it her in her apartment? 
Oh mm. uh, yeah, like doing a like doing, a final, doing a final, a final column. Maybe yeah. I wonder if she gets back and she's like, "Can I do one more?" And they're like, "Oh yeah," or or if she just does what George Costanza does and just goes back and like pretends she never left her job. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. there, I I wonder if there's a last column. Or I wonder if there's a her walking down the street solo moment. That's what I was thinking. Her, it's her in New York. Mm. After she's had a little tie-up with the girls, after she's had a tie-up with Big, because we know Big is going to get her, if she has a solo, I'm, yeah, it's I'm just, the girl in New York, and New York is the fifth character, and I end up with the fifth character. That's where I put my money. I put my money in her looking absolutely fabulous, alone, on her street, walking down the street. Yeah, I wonder that's, if there's like guess. some they they have a get together then she leaves it or if they make some sort of plans to get together later and she's fine so because there's so much of her needing to be satisfied by other by by people showing up like on her obviously like I wonder if if they they have a get together, but at the end, if somehow she ends up by herself by accident and instead of on her birthday, it's like, oh, it's beautiful. I get to be here happy alone. Yeah. I think I think there's something there's something there, John. Did did you guys I know we need to watch it? Did you guys see the very last Stefan sketch ever on SNL? The Stefan wedding? Hmm. No. They basically it's Stefan and Seth Myers get married and they show every single Stefan character reference that's ever happened. Not all of them, but a lot uh-huh. of them. And they all appear through this shot. What if it's just Carrie walking through and she she walks by these old characters, Capote Duncan's there, she Dude. walks by all the guys, Len all the construction Schneiderman. workers yelling at her, Len Schneiderman, she walks into the air. It's just one long tracking shot. Dude, that'd be sick if she went to the she, if she went to Madame Tussauds and it's just all the guys from Sex in the City, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like they're like they're just like they're and but they use Face the lickers there. They use the real actors, but they make them up to look like they're wax figures, so they're like kind of like moving a little. It's like not done well. <laughs> Dude, that is so dumb. Right. Old man ass is there turned around. Old yeah. man. Let's watch yeah. the episode. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll see you all on the other side. Well, Oof, I wish man. we could be doing this in person, but I do too. We'll see we you boys can. in forty five minutes. See you guys in a little bit. See you in forty five. Forty five. Bye. Episode ninety four, an American girl in Paris, part two. Carrie is desperately lonely in Paris as Alexander is spending so much time on his new exhibit. The chemo treatments are killing Samantha's sex drive. Miranda must take care of Steve's mother after she has a stroke. Charlotte and Harry try to adopt a baby. Big finds Carrie in Paris and says the words she's been waiting to hear for six long years. And now, back to the boys. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphin. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. You've got the love. You've got got the the love. love. You got, got the love.
I mean, man, wow. Who got emotional? That's what I want to, let's just get right to it. Who got emotional? hundred percent. I listen, I teared up a couple times. I also raised my hands in triumph at another point. Kevin, Um, you get emotional. Do you you know what the term frisian means? Frisian? Frisian? Frisian is the scientific, it is the bodily thing when you get, when you're, when you get goosebumps, that's Ah, what it's scientifically called. And I got I got frisioned up a few times. I was waiting for a teardrop to fall, but but I think I think it was because I had to do my camera work too. I was a little worried about that, but it, <laughs> the tears welled up. They just didn't drop. I had some wells. I don't know if I had any drops, but definitely I had more than one well. Oh Johnny? man, yeah, dude. I think um, I think fantastic acting all mm-hmm. the way around. Just yeah, every- everybody. Every everyone in this episode just yeah their acting chops came out tenfold and uh, unbelievable performances. Just tenfold. I also, think good. Sorry, go ahead. No, you good. I think when um, my top emotional moment was when Charlotte and Harry see their baby for the yeah. first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that for me was. Uh, hit me really hard I'm so happy for them and and the arc of that character line where they lost mm-hmm. the baby and then just he he gets it in the mail and they they look at that pic she looks at the picture for the first time and the tears just start flowing down her face Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. i think that was mm-hmm. that was tough i um i just thought it was like uh, from a general tonal perspective is such like a bold choice to literally just you know, like there's been serious episodes before, but like that was a generally not typical Sex in the City episode at all. It was very heavy. Right. It was very yeah. emotional. Yeah. And for it to feel not out of place at all and be like it, it, it feels like a bold, perfectly executed, strong choice and not just like, mm-hmm. let's do a, se- let's, it's the end of the series. Let's go. It's like, they pushed further past like what they had to, to be like, come on, it's a series finale. There's got to be a tear moment. Like all four mm-hmm. storylines were fucking real. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they just nailed it. Yeah. Also yeah. Tim, Tim Van Patten's one of the main um, directors for, for the Sopranos. Um, okay. And he, and he directed that. Yeah. And then I believe he was one of the creators. I could be wrong, but he was one of the creators of Boardwalk Empire, I believe. So he is just like, okay. he he's directed some other Sex in the City episodes, but he's just like, he's like a directing beast. And yeah. I feel, I feel yeah. like there were some, even some shots in there that I was like, man, this is like a film. This is like going to the next it, level. It is. Yeah. It, it really, I feel like the past couple episodes of season six started to, the writing style was like more kind of movie-ish and it was like flashier, but yeah, that one completely felt like a movie. Totally. Yeah. The the so the setups and everything. Where should all the museum stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and some of like the they did some like longer shots and there was some like mm-hmm. some of the more poetic that like when they zoomed in on like the hand holding at the museum. Yeah. And there was some mm-hmm. um, with it saying Petrovsky in the back while she's sitting there. Like there's stuff like that that it, it's you know. Very yeah, all out. How how perfect is his name stacked on top of one another though? Alexander and Petrovsky just fitting He's, perfectly on top of each other was like such that, 
design like, point. That, that is name, it, great fictional yeah, artist. That name is like, yeah, very, yeah. It's like an artist or a designer. Like that is a very professional name. Yeah. It's, so it, yeah, uh, let John, oh, go ahead. You can no, tell I, that we're I, all like chomping at the bit because we yeah. keep talking over each other, but then we're also like, no, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead. So uh, I'll give a quick summary. The, the, I think yeah, the through line for, for or the last thing that she writes um, as she uh, is doing her last column is she talks about relationships, specifically uh, finding love. She says there's uh, new and exotic relationships. There's those that are old and familiar, those that bring up lots of questions, unexpected. There's those that are far from where you started, those that... Uh, that bring you back. Uh, there's the most exciting and the challenging relationship of all of them is the one you have with yourself. And if you find some to love the you, you love, well, that's just fabulous. And so um, I think it was this, this last episode was about real, true love. Um, and I think this was exemplified with Big um, finally telling Carrie that he loves her that he that he messed up and that he chooses her uh it was uh seen with charlotte and um and harry getting a baby it was uh seen with finally samantha um and smith and smith flying back to tell her that he loves her and and her opening up through the chemo and then uh miranda in her love of mary steve's ma who uh is had a had a small stroke and that last scene with her washing Mary in the bathtub and uh, Magda kind of seeing that. So it was just uh, overall just a, a love love episode. Also, um, not only that, but something that you have talked about, John, in the past, which I think we all believe, but I feel like you've brought it up a few times in relation to philosophy and like your relationship with Katie and stuff. But the the criticism of their representations of love sometimes are, are it's feeling based and all four of those storylines it was all action based totally it was all mm. love through it wasn't big being like i love you babe it was like fuck it i'm going showing up i'm showing yeah. up smith showing up and i'm yeah miranda I'm like, washing her mother-in-law yeah she can live here in our house and ruin like the f the fun vibe we are supposed to have and right. I'm going to mm -hmm. sacrifice to have like a better life. And then, yeah. um, just you know, eating trash pizza, taking, yeah. taking mini Steve being, to a, the being zoo. a real life pizza rat yeah. Yeah. out on the streets, <laughs> dragging around New York city pizza. Yeah. That's love. Pizza rat That's, yeah. That's that love. is the definition of love is when your mother-in-law is eating, yeah, eating trash, adopting pizza rat. Yeah. <laughs> taking him home, giving him a bath saying, get out of the subway pizza rat. You live here now. <laughs> That's real love. All right. So well, we'll, there's also a thing. Okay. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and we can talk about this more at the end, but the, thematically, not only was it action-based love, but all of the characters, like they did the, they did the full circle of the, um, of the, like, they, they came back to where they were, but they changed. Mm -hmm. So like Samantha is now in a committed relationship and when, I mean, so funny that they just end on that ridiculous Samantha sex scene. Dude, was Smith but, doing? Was Smith doing like crunches while he was having? I think sex? so. Dude, he's just he working was doing those, like half crunches. I think I, their, I saw that. their I direction like, was like, "This needs to be the, your biggest orgasm of all time." And yeah, it was like, completely. it was and like, then, I guess there have been so many from hers. It can only go comedic. 
but it was it I was just so. like what what <laughs> it was All nice right. to have the shot pull around and show the spring flowers in bloom mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it. yeah but 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 like you know he told her i flew back like is there any better reason than to tell you i love you and she was like in a classic samantha would have been like I can think of 69 other reasons, but, <laughs> but she stopped and she said, no, I can't think of a better reason. And she so, like, you love me. And so, so she found love. Charlotte makes a full circle. Miranda makes this full circle from being her. I'm a powerful woman that can do what I want to, to still being able to do that, but choosing the sacrifice and then the carry and big thing too. Yeah. So let's yeah, start with, let's start with circle. Samantha. Do you think that that was, that shot was supposed to show like this is her having like sh- having her having sex is the one thing that she is really good at and that she loves. But sex for her was always void of love. It was just fucking for her. And it mm-hmm. was just something she did because it felt great. Do you think they were that was supposed to show her gotcha. having sex in like a loving Re- committed relationship well and that I, was like I think they painted the themselves level. into a corner because you can't like do the samantha version of jumping shark and be like this isn't based in the character if i were to write that episode that was literally the only part of the show that made me just be like mm. like not mm. you know i didn't want that to happen but i was like i don't know but i can get it i feel like it was a maybe not perfectly executed version of like, this is more than just I'm having an orgasm. Yeah. To me, it just didn't come off like that. For me, no, I, I think th- that's what they're I, going to me. For. I think the, I think the Samantha thing happened when Smith told her that he flew back. I think that was a comedic thing that they chose. Okay. To be like, that makes sense. Have yeah. One other, let's have one other crazy, but I think that she'd already made her thing there. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't true. think, that's I don't true. think that's Samantha's ending. I think Samantha's ending is like, when she tells Smith that line of like, you have loved me more than any other man, man. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and you, and you've meant more to me or whatever. Yeah. She said. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I think that was her thing. And then she's back to, yeah. Then she's just last one was like a comedic jab. Cause she's still Samantha. I think Samantha's ending would have been her bulldozing Richard Wright's hotel and erecting <laughs> her like love palace to Smith. Yeah. In a power suit and a construction hat. Yeah. And just being like, <laughs> that would have been, <sighs> she just like has like yeah. a button clicker. Not even um, looking behind her, just walking away from explosion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do. On one hand, it's building. like, I thought it was an interesting way for them to handle it because they've done her things before that she's like, sex means a lot to me, baby. But it's like people older and longer relationships and older, like that's why, that's why Viagra is so popular, you know? And that's why those commercials, it's like those that having a libido, a loss of libido is, can be destructive and painful in a relationship. And so mm-hmm. of all the people that you would expect to lose their libido, it's going to mm-hmm. be her. And so mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job taking her, I'm Samantha thing and being like, Samantha doesn't want sex anymore. And like I was saying that for them to go bold with it, because if this was season four and just like with a boyfriend, she'd be like, oh, I don't want to fuck anymore. I guess I'm fucked, you know, like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. And instead, I thought that they just handled it with so much like, I don't know, like that's even said there's this really intense movie um, called Breaking the Waves. It's a Lars von Trier movie. And um, this guy gets paralyzed. So he tells his wife he can't have sex anymore. So he tells his wife he can go, she can go like have sex with whoever she wants to satisfy herself. And then it's like this mm-hmm. kind of tragic movie. 
And so I do think it's a huge thing like that Samantha said that. Also, yeah. it's really powerful that he said no. And then also like that they came, they didn't take the easy way out, you know, and that yeah. they chose each other. I thought that was just like such a crazy, heavy, cool way to handle Samantha's deepest desires as a character. Totally. Yeah. And then and then they get to have that like fun sex shot where it's like they still get to have that thing together that yeah. they wanted and they liked and everything. Yeah. If only he was yeah. wearing his Attila the Hun outfit though in the last sex scene, it would have made it a little bit better. And her yeah. dress. Or like if a- it was like yeah. it was like in Scary Movie. Do you know in Scary Movie? In Scary Movie, yeah. the guy ejaculates yeah. and she like shoots off of him and hits the ceiling. Oh my gosh! Is that the <laughs> same? Is that the same scene where the guy? puts on uh like goggles and gets out a hedge trimmers when she (laughs) notices she has a giant bush well we're now a scary movie podcast so buckle up hey welcome to the welcome to scary movie dudes uh let's Um, talk about um charlotte and harry that that was dude when they had that couple into the over to their apartment oh oh do you mean the couple from charlotte north carolina my hometown All, I, yeah, yeah, fucking dumb idiots. Like, wear a condom, you fucking idiot. Or hey, man, listen, I just, you know, man, I mean, we're first doing, of all, we're, we're, hey, we're second cousins, okay? So, like, that's the first thing here. We and we're dumb to see idiots. New York. Hey, we won't, hey, 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 can we get on a double decker bus to go to the <laughs> airport? Dude. Is that possible, Mr. Harry? When they said Charlotte, well, I thought, I, I was thought like, locks is what you put on your locker. I was like, Corey's going to be <laughs> so annoyed right now because Corey already like tells you sometime, like, whenever, whenever, whenever people are just like, yeah, all fucking 200 million people in the South are racist and dumb. Like, you hate those poor representations of Southern people. Well, I know. And this it, is just like, like that. We, we won't have that baby. We go higher by boy. Well, it's also what's also so. Fu- I mean, it, here's the thing. Like, I totally get it, and like, I'm used to it. It's funny though because this is 20 years ago, but it's also funny now because like with pandemic and things, there have been so many New Yorkers that have moved to Charlotte and that like, live <laughs> in Charlotte now because it's like a big financial hub. But um, but it was funny that they picked Charlotte as opposed to. I, I, they picked Charlotte because her name because her name yeah that's why yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but there's so many other more redneck places in North Carolina like where that could actually happen and like that's the biggest city in the country um, and I they mean, chose I stand, Charlotte we, because we about they this. don't because they don't have good sex education in their schools and those people are like what oh it's coming terrible. in you made it's a baby terrible. you know we've taught we haven't talked about this in the podcast but the first time I visited New York was with my pregnant high school uh, <laughs> girlfriend to, to, to go for a baby so you you tried the locks though I, hey, the locks are fantastic. I was like, I'm moving here soon and I'm going to start a podcast. I would have loved it. That um, guy was like, I've never seen a Jew up close before. <laughs> I, well, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking, too. It was like, wait, hold on. Jews invented locks. Hold on. Where's that? Is this sil- like the Maccabees stuff I learned about in church? Where's that silly hat you guys usually have on? <laughs> oh, um, man. I, I did really like the. I mean, I, I liked the line with. um with Charlotte, like it was pretty interesting that Charlotte was kind of the strong person in this, you know, which was yeah. cool. She was mm-hmm. the source of yeah. strength for Harry. And it was like, a, yeah. which I think was, was a very important cute. Show. And, yeah. And it was a very cute and funny line for her to say, like, we're Jews. We've been through more. Like that was, yeah, it was yeah. like funny Jewish humor. Also, it was just really sweet of her and, and really good to see Harry break down. Like when he cried, another great acting moment of, Seeing the yeah. poppy, just like, you know, he's frustrated. He's sad too. He's 
It's yeah. But in when we first started this journey, he was just like, okay, let's get my wife a baby, you know, whatever. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought that, um, I mean, that, that was the thing that I was like, it played out. We talked about this before, but like it played out in their relationship where it's like, they ended up, I think you said something like this, Kevin, where you were like, you know, if you don't stray from something, you don't know, you, you're, you hold so tight out of one thing you're going to get. And they ended up getting what they wanted, but it's like, you look at Charlotte's life at the end. It's like this Harry, who's like the best, but like not at all what she was starting out right. with. And mm-hmm. they get like, they, they really went through so much. Last thing I'll say about the Charlotte couple real quick is another <laughs> HBO show, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down is the only comedic show that does a legitimate, hilarious and accurate portrayal of Southerners. But they're, it's they're so from spot there. on and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're from Virginia and North Carolina, but yeah. it's like, it's so spot on and it, it Dude, like, Leslie doesn't give Schaefer, it a pass. BMW. Woo. Dude, <laughs> so good. I mean, it's amazing. Woo. Woo. Deep Woo. in my plums. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that theirs was, was their entire, besides Charlotte being at, at the final chat and she was, no, never mind. I was gonna say I thought her entire storyline took place in the apartment, but no, she, she also had a went scene to with, with uh, she had a scene with Miranda, and she had a scene uh, shopping uh, in the beginning. Oh, yeah, uh, with yeah. Anthony, with Anthony. Yeah. Wow, which was, which was like a great goodbye to Anthony. I wish we would have had uh, Willie Garson. Yeah, I just thought of that. No, I, was no, little, I was a little sad we didn't get a Stanford goodbye. It kind of it kind of makes sense in the sense that Carrie was gone the whole time, and so you usually get Stanford when you get Carrie. But that was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, um, I mean, imagine the pressure when you're in, uh, when you're in the writer's room or you're sitting down with this, uh, talking like how many different directions you can go and how do you, you have to please the fans and you have to tell the story. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't yeah. go off the rails and be like, we're, t- we're writers. We're going to write whatever we feel like you have to have the fans in mind and the the viewers, but you also have to be like probably be like listen we have this posted on the wall for stanford storyline and we can't get it and and it didn't well, it, it you yeah. know it's bummer to not have them but it, it didn't feel like it was missing actually yeah um, really i did I, I, I did feel like it was missing a little bit hmm. I, I feel like they showed him enough to where he for me was like the new york character he is like he has like him. another fabulous side of carrie and I don't know where they would have put him maybe like in the montage of like her talking about finding mm-hmm. love and finding the, like you are the most important person to love. Mm-hmm. I still, I feel like they could have had like a quick Stanford scene and just, there, just, just to, one little quick. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Just to get the whole, just to get the whole cast and crew in there, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I know. I feel like that would have been, that would have been nice to have that in there. I was thinking, I was like, maybe he could have met, her and big at the airport, but I don't know. I'm just like shoehorn it. Let's I'm trying to uh, rush through, not rush through, but, but hit all these rush, points. Cause I do want to end with, um, with obviously Carrie Petrovsky and big, which leads yeah. us to Steve and Miranda. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't do uh, one final uh, and- Bradshaw boy season one um, podcast within a podcast. Steve Tom. It's, uh, uh, it, I, I, I got to say, I got to say, before we go into this, I have to say for the listeners, I think they got kind of, they, they kind of got the short end of the stick last time. The last, the French Steve talk that wasn't really a Steve talk was not a good Steve talk. I've thought about this like for a week and that one should have been Steve 
I, I focused too much on trying to speak the tiny, tiny, tiny bit of French that I can't <laughs> speak. It should have just been Steve like trying to make his way around Paris. So that one wasn't good. So we definitely need a redemption of that one. I'm really thinking do. I'm thinking that this Steve talk could be Steve um, uh, overhearing Miranda ask asking Big to go get our girl and him taking it upon himself to hatch a plan to get Carrie from France. Okay. Get like how um, yeah, like, I, like like Kevin. I, I okay. think you should play like the 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 ticketing agent at the the Air France flight, and uh, <laughs> Steve, you can explain to the agent how you're gonna go. Um, you know who Carrie is and how you're gonna go get her from uh, from Paris. Gotcha. Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Season one, final. Hello and welcome to an edition of Steve Talk. Uh, hello, uh, uh, <laughs> may I help you, please, with your hey, L- um, <clears throat> hey, I I don't have a lot of time. Um, how's it going? Hey, my name's Steve. Uh, <laughs> so I so my wife, uh, Miranda, uh, Miranda, she's uh, sh- so she. We got okay. Hold on, I've just I'm all jazzed up because uh, I first of uh, all take crazy a uh, take a deep breath right now. Uh, have a cigarette. Thank you. Oh, thank. Oh man, I hadn't smoked uh, you know since this one crazy night at the bar when Aiden was there with his uh, stogies. Uh, okay, thank you. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Is he still uh, a part owner of uh, the bar? They never totally uh, yeah. explained. Uh, you you oh, you've been to scout before yeah, yeah he's a part owner of the bar he's great you know it's like he's got the furniture business he's putting in a new marble wood uh, it's like a well it's a marbled wood thing it's gonna be really nice uh yeah it's cool how do you know Aiden? <laughs> oh okay oh my gosh hold on sorry no we gotta get the girl have you ever seen the movie ransom with mel gibson so i'm thinking he's like, a we absolute gotta get uh, classic Carrie. It's so good, right? That movie's amazing. Like, there's that one scene where they push that girl down those stairs and her knee bends like this. It's crazy. It's like the violence is realistic at the end. He's all cut so up. So, what with the would glass you like uh, to like, do uh, right now, please? Oh, uh, you know what? I don't have a passport. <laughs> uh, you oh, need to uh, go get a passport. I think uh, uh, I'll that be is- right back. Oh. Hey, uh, next week, come by Scout. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a hey, we're having free shots on Wednesday. It's Steve Top Miranda. Wow, Steve, wow. he's gonna go oh, get the geez. girl. He forgot, dude. That's a classic mistake. You forgot your passport, and then and Big's like, he doesn't, you know, have, a, he doesn't have a passport. He, he forgot that he didn't have one. I can see him trying to use, crazy. trying to borrow Maz and playing it no, off. He, his he shows his, he shows his like his New York ID, which is like a New York City ID, and he's like, "This gets me into all the museums." <laughs> I, I feel, hey, listen, I think it gets me into the Louvre. So, is there a way that I could get on the plane to get to the Louvre? You can't take a cab oh, there. Oh man, they they that, definitely. That. I think they did a good job. Um, well, they, they I would say of all the storylines, this was the biggest swing. Because this was like, yeah. they set it up and executed it all within this episode. This was, there was nothing yeah. leading to oh, it. Yeah. There was nothing they You're needed right. to do. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did with the whole ice cream or the whole uh, dinner thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they, they pulled that and it like, yeah, you're right. They really pulled that off from like, 
conception to ending and mm. it was emotional the whole freaking time and the like miranda chasing her down the street like all that stuff yeah, I, yeah. so i want to talk about the chase the chase scene because uh in in it's happening it's coinciding at the same time that carrie is running through paris trying to find a cab for her party uh miranda yeah. is running through new york trying to find mary and she <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where Carrie kind of turns and then Big is sitting in the back of a of a car. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was thinking that they were going to do something similar with Miranda, like Mary was going to be like <laughs> on a horse horse and buggy going through Central Park or something like that. Uh, and she didn't. just doesn't see her. Oh yeah, she, my gosh. She just turns and it's Ma just drinking a Budweiser. She, it just oh in man, a pedicab so behind Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they but they didn't. Do it like eleven <laughs> times. They're like, in, they're like in in like Macy's, and she's like sitting on Santa's lap, and then Miranda's like, where? And they keep on running. It's just oh yeah, it's gosh. like that meme of John Travolta and Pulp Fiction, like looking around for the yes, gun. Yes, exactly. It's just, it's just Mary she's running in the through Times Square, and Mary's just working a pretzel cart. <laughs> they, like, where is she? The the dang the great Miranda caper. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think uh this one's this one's a crazy one because it's like I I guess Miranda's kind of had the entire cycle of she's the only one I I think this is maybe where the storyline came from but like she's the only one that is going to experience at least in this series uh the full cycle of life of having a kid, having a family mm-hmm. and a mother and having, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then ultimately like people age and then you have to take care of them. And, um, it's like, and she's the most independent woman and the most like Mm -hmm. I can handle my business. I'm a lawyer. And so it's weird. She's, she kind of has, ends up having one of the most traditional motherly roles. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I thought, uh, Ann Mira did such a great job, you know, to like, usually she plays that part for comedy and here it's like, yeah, it was the same character, but there was like a heaviness to it that you're like, Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, I, I, I liked how much we got a Magda too at the end. Like we Magda, they, they kind of have Magda basically step in as like a kind of a surrogate mother for yeah. Miranda a little bit too. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I remember people kept being like, Oh, you're going to get like more Magda. But that was great to have her. Like, I loved it. It was great. Really, as a part of the family at the end. Um, it, let's uh, let's let's finish here with um, with the Carrie Petrovsky big storyline. Um, so we we talked about her getting stranded uh, at the museum and just the the movie like imagery of the the hand and her being Petrovsky's support kind of when he needed it. And then him uh, abandoning her and the symbolism there. But um, I'd love to hear, I'd love to talk about um, Petrovsky, specifically Carrie and Petrovsky's wife. And uh, this phrase, like, as soon as that got planted Mm. in Carrie's brain, that, Mm. like, as long as you're comfortable with kind of this shallow promise, then you can be with Petrovsky. But it is just this always approaching, never arriving kind of mm. commitment that he can give to you and was petrovsky clear about that because he seems to think that he was very yeah upfront and transparent as to who he was 
And I would be curious to hear if you guys thought he was transparent or if Kerry was fabricating that he wasn't. I so I, I would I would say that he he processes his transparency differently. He says I'm an artist, mm-hmm. he says this, he says this, but there's nobody there's nobody who can actually be in an actual relationship if somebody is ditching them all the time. Cause it's not, it's not just, it's, it's, it's like he can maybe feel that way because he wants his independence, but that would be predicated on the fact that he doesn't abandon her at the museum. That was solely based on insecurity. I need you there. Cause yeah. I'm insecure. What if this 27 year old doesn't yeah. like my art? He does. I don't need your support anymore. So, right. yeah. um, so if, if he, or if he said like, this is late, but I'll tell the museum we still have plans. Like he's going above and beyond what, mm-hmm. what his promise was. So he, they're talking about two different things. She's like, here's these five concrete examples of like, I'm signed up for you to be independent, but like you ditched me, you did this, you did this. Like, and so my guess too, based on his wife is I bet a month after this, after his premiere, he, he wouldn't break those promises. He would be like, so he justifies like, oh my gosh, it's my art. That's why I'm doing it. But that allows him to break all these promises, which you can only handle so much when you're on the, the end of the broken promise. And for him, he's like, come on, you know, I'm Alexander Petrovsky. Don't you see my name? So I'm fucking like, what, what do I need to tell you? Like, this is more important than a relationship for me. And he was clear about that, but he's never going to feel like he he's he's so yeah that's my assessment i have another sentence but i can't figure out what it is but that's it i i think that <clears throat> I, yeah i i i agree with you in that like that's just always the way it's going to be with him mm-hmm. it's always going to be that something will always come up and something will always be there and his idea of i guess your question was john was he clear about that i think that he thinks, I think that he thinks he was clear yeah. because his view of a relationship is no, like we're together. I got to do this stuff. This is the entire reason why we're in Paris. And I'm not right. justifying that. I'm just saying like, that's what he, he's married. He's married thinks. to the game. <clears throat> he's been married to the game for a while. He invented the game, mm. but, but you know, I, I, I think he thinks he was clear about it. Um, my question for you, John, because I mm. thought about this, is when him and Carrie are having that fight, I do think we have we got to talk about the slap, but like I mm-hmm. do think that him being like, I'm taking a shower and going to bed, that was you gotta show up and he wasn't showing up there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a simple thing though where I was like, was there a misunderstanding when Carrie and him were having that thing where it was like when she was like, I'm having my party Saturday, and he was like, Oh, that's the night I I go to jury for the museum. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this just a relationship thing? Or is that like a missed opportunity to be like, oh, do you want me to be there? Should I reschedule with these people that want to have a party for me? Like, is it, how do you feel? Like, it seems like that, w- and that was like a setup conflict for the show. Yeah. But that to me already seemed like, okay, you're going to have two things at once. And then he has this anxiety attack and, you know, and like, 
that happens in a relationship where it's like, I can't go. I already have this thing, but I want to be there for you. But that was this thing where I was like, maybe from the get go, they should have just been like, Hey, maybe you don't plan two things at once and maybe ask her to come to your thing with you. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the issue with their relationship is ultimately what she writes in the, the ending of the series is that, and I'm not sure if Petrovsky does this intentionally, but Petrovsky changed who Carrie was. And I'm not just Mm -hmm. talking about like her physical location or the fact that she took away from friends, but like he cut off one of her legs. He cut off one of her legs, but he, he, uh, like she became a person that no longer loved herself. Uh, Hmm. you know, and, and, uh, I think, they, they did a good job with the, the this like seeing the wine stain on the, the the book that she had that she was like so excited about it was like the kind of like the final straw of her breaking with him. But I mean, that is so important in any relationship. Like you yeah. have to put yourself first if you want a relationship to succeed. Now, I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not Petrovsky is the one that did that to Carrie or if she was if she subjected herself to that. Wait, two questions. Yeah. Two questions for John. I know. You said... Are you going to make a joke? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, I understand that I'm very funny, but I'm being (laughs) serious right now. I'm not all jokes. I thought Um, you were going to make a wine stain joke. (laughs) A wine stain. I was like, is there like... Because I thought saw a glimmer in your eye and I was like, I wonder if he's thinking the same thing I did. Thinking wine stain? Wine stain. No, no, no. Okay, got it. Um, No. Um, No, I was going to say, one, how did he change her? And two, you just said, you just said in order to make a relationship work, you have to always be putting yourself first. Did you mean putting the other person first or did no, you mean no, putting sorry, yourself I'm, first? I'm saying like, like not, not, I miss, <laughs> I misspoke. Um, not like putting yourself first in terms of needs, but you have to love yourself and who you uh, are uh, in yeah. order yeah, to, yeah, yeah. in order to step up to a relationship. If, if you, if you dislike yourself or if you are trying rather to be someone else that you are not. I think the relationship is going to be built on mm. a false ground. Yes, mm. there's a big difference between putting yourself first. I think you should, in a relationship, it, it behooves both parties if you are trying to serve and honor the other person as best as you can. But you have to love yourself. And Carrie, in that episode, I saw as someone who was uncertain as to who she was. She changed who she was in order to try to fit into what Petrovsky mm-hmm. wanted out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it was, it was not just the uh, necklace that she didn't have. It was just, it was not just the like giving up her friends and giving up her job, but she truly removed herself from everything that made her carry to try mm-hmm. to make this relationship work. And I don't think mm-hmm. that is possible in, in a relationship to work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possible for, the exact amount of time that they were in their relationship. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like true, you can true. do that. Yeah. And you can be like, Oh my gosh, like this is because it, it is that it's always like, Oh my gosh, look at like, life is great. Why am I not happy? Like I'm in Paris. I'm with this guy yeah. who's doing this. Like it, it's when it checks the, the physical boxes of what a cool life would look like, but it's not your life that you get into trouble. And I, uh, that's where I will say that like Petrovsky was kind of clear on what that would look like. And in that sense, I would just say like, it's not a match. Like that was kind of, that's where Miranda was correct. But Carrie had to go through that in order to 
learn that lesson. Like you can't, yeah. you can't learn that from your friend, your friend, that's their job to do it. But you have to, you have to learn that lesson on your own. Like, I think this is like probably minus like the rich and famous, uh, like artist. like the circumstances feel crazy, but it is the most common relationship thing that you see as an adult is like two people that like change to be with one another. And then, yes. And, and this is just, it ramped up. Usually it's just like small little daily things that don't involve the luxury of like a beautiful city and sex and Mm -hmm. all the, Mm -hmm. you know, the fashion. But I feel like this is probably one of the most realistic experiences I've been in, in my own life and with other people who I'm like, yeah, your life is totally different, John, than it was before you were with Katie, like Mm -hmm. circumstantially, but like you're the same person, even though Mm -hmm. so many things are different because you're in a good relationship. And because you, you didn't change yourself and she didn't change herself, you guys came as full people into one. And I've never accidentally slapped Katie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always on have purpose you ever, when you perp- have you purposely slapped <laughs> yeah. her. No, come on. Uh, I'm I, coming up to the sixth floor, John. I'm coming wh- up right why now. Why do you think they made that slap? I mean, it, like he, in my, in my opinion, he had his, his hand like cocked. Uh, but like, why do you think they made that an ambiguous? slap someone like that had to be a choice right yeah totally i mean i think i mean i think that there was i think there was a little bit of it where it was like it was an accident um he did have a panic attack earlier in the show so i think it's almost more like this dude does not (laughs) speaking what speaking of weinstein (laughs) but no he doesn't have a he doesn't have like i think it's like he let He's letting all of his artistic energy and all of his stress, all of that, he's all consuming, looking at himself to the fact that it came out. And it's like, it it was ambiguous because for him, he's like, oh my gosh, like it wasn't on purpose. But in another sense, it was on purpose because it's like, he didn't mean to slap her, but you did have your rage come out and a person's face Mm -hmm. happened to be there when you didn't mean, you know what I mean? So it's almost like, it wasn't the same as like full on just like Psh, stop it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, it, I don't think they could have they couldn't have done that because like then the the tone of the yes. like last episode would have been like we need to find yeah, yeah. like yes. Petrovsky and destroy him. Like yeah, yes, it was a serious thing. Yes, it's it's horrific when anyone slaps someone else, but she was able to like settle big down fall laugh about it yeah and yep. he was even able to make a joke about it and yep. you as a viewer were able to like step past it it's to plant a little bit of a seed of like it was an accident but was it and also it just paints this sort of thing where it's like there's been so many little things like that where it's like a coldness and a callousness mm-hmm. and a misconnection mm-hmm. kind of thing and then they did it last episode but like he went to try to like fix the necklace and that's the necklace he gave her and it broke and right. earlier on, she found the carry necklace, which I thought was so cool how she found it in that bag. Yeah. Like the slap was, was just, yeah, I thought it was strike, gone forever. strike 10. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, we're, basically, yeah. it's like, okay, strike, strike three was a while ago. And this is definitely the straw that broke the Russians back. Um, and then here's, we got to cover big because the, the reason why I'd be very forgiving to big is that. What what I said earlier that it's like he showed up in action 
And it's like, we all make stupid mistakes in life. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine finishing this series and really, really saying that Carrie and Aiden could be together. It's so obvious that they should be together for better or for worse. Like, of their personalities that like carrying big. Yeah. Carrying big. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I do think that like, if from here and on she out, she picked up a smoking habit again, Aiden's not going to stand for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, It'll go when she's smoking habit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's only a France thing, but it's just like, they really are not in a way of like, I don't know. We get lots of people on Instagram. There'll be some people that message right now and are just like, ah! but it's like, they're really meant for each other. Like that was a really romantic, beautiful hundred percent thing. And some people 100%. are like, they deserve each other. And it's like, well, like they're flawed characters. Are you talking about this big is- or are you talking about John? I'm talking about John. I'm talking, I'm talking about John. I'm talking, I'm talking about Big John. What, Big, Big John. John. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. Big John. What a what a reveal. What like a mystery. And then it's like the most common male name around. <laughs> like, like I mean, it is it is like such an English name where it's like I'm John. It's John just, Miller. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like why is it John? I, I don't know. No idea. You found I, out that his name. John with an like, H. With an H. Very different than mine. I'm sure there were articles written the next day that were like, and we found out Mr. Big's name was dot, 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 John question yeah. mark. And then the byline and then the article. I wonder if it's they like, talked it's like about, such a, it, it would have been great if it just said, wonder if they talked about the writer's room, Arch, Archibald or something that was just like, <laughs> she's like, Hey babe. And he's like, that's why I call myself big because, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that was about as romantic as, uh, you know, them seeing each other in the hotel, like that's about as romantic as you get in the, in, in the old movie films. Yeah. Was- yeah. That was, that was, that was great. Um, I know we gotta, we gotta wrap things up soon, uh, very soon. Um, I wanted to ask you both, what is one thing that we did roses and thorns on, on, uh, part in mm-hmm. or part two which would encompass the entire series. What's one thing that you have learned from this show or it's changed your mind. It can also be like within that, but like what's one thing that you think you've taken away from this, that you learned from this show as we've watched the whole thing. I, I I'll answer first. Cause I was thinking about this other, the other day, specifically with Charlotte's storyline. And I think something that, I learned uh, and something that's good for me to hear is is not to fight uh, expectations, not to that Mm. that change. Big changes can happen and your life can be in a different spot than what you thought. And that can be an oftentimes a really good thing and banging your head against the wall, trying to uh, orchestrate your life the way that you played it out in your head is probably going to leave you in a tired, exhausted, lonely, and frustrated spot where Mm. if, uh, and this doesn't apply for all things, obviously, but it's like fighting the tide. Life is going to happen. And there are so many things that are wildly out of your control. And instead of fighting that, if you embrace those uh, moments that are different, I think ultimately you'll live a happier, happier, more peaceful life than if you don't. Mm. Mm. Um, I would say that my 
I don't know if my mind was changed, but I, I don't think I've ever seen a show that has made me like appreciate my my life so much and my friends. And um I feel like a lot of times, like, I don't know, to watch something that is so impactful from a male perspective, you have to watch like Band of Brothers or something that it's like so outside the norm of like my life, you know, that it'll get to the end of like a war movie and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I got emotional because, <laughs> but it's not my, it's not like the, what my life looks like. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, I do live in New York and I am in my thirties and I do have a lot of the same experience these characters do. And yet like, I don't know, like probably, uh, you know, I, I, I think about like one of the hardest times in my life was literally when I thought like my dick was going to fall off. And I was like, <laughs> I had, I thought I had an STD and I literally, I rode back from a play uh, that I had rehearsals in. And then I just like met Corey at a party at, at, that bar that that at a bar and like Corey that bar that's closed that's on Fourth Avenue yeah and Corey like met me down the street and we just like sat on the street and I was just like bawling and like mm -hmm. we just like sat and talked for like an hour to the point where people were like where'd you guys go and you know I was like I think of things like that I'm like man we get to do this this together has been such a journey but like mm. seeing these girls friendships. I'm like, I have friendships like those. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have mm -hmm. guy friendships that they can, you know, cry in front of, or, you know, we've gone through breakups together or like, you know, all kinds of intense emotional things. And I think like, I, I appreciate you guys and my male friendships and some of my female ones too, that are, that are that close. Um, and I think that is something that I think is maybe a rare, a rare thing to have, you know, I think like my grandma said, she's like, if you have as many great friends as you do fingers on one hand, then like you should count yourself lucky. And I'm like mm. closing in on two hands, you know, and, uh, mm. and, <laughs> and to get to do this with you guys. So, so mm. yeah. I, I, here, I love here. you and I appreciate the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's great. <laughs> when you were talking about, band of brothers in war movies it just made me think that i worked at this one job and at one of the urinals in the bathroom mm -hmm. someone had just written on the wall earn this dot 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 which is the line at the end of i haven't, uh, I haven't seen it i just said it i wait i just and i'm not talking about band of brothers oh i'm talking about i mean this is a total spoiler but it's been 20 years it's the end of saving private ryan oh okay. it's when he and it's what Tom Hank, it's what uh, uh, Matt Damon says. And then he's standing at his grave and he just goes, earn this. I lo I lo and it's just at a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just at a urinal. It's like, earn this. Anyway, um, I think that th those are both um, great takeaways. And I think that I was thinking this in the last uh, Big and Carrie scene where, and it's weird, I think, to take this from a show that is unrealistic about relationships sometimes but not always. But I think that I learned that, you know, I sort of came into the show very much in the Carrie mindset of like, you know, she's, and she even has that one speech where she's like, I want a love that's crazy. Mm. And you know, her last speech to Alex. And as she was saying that, I was like, I don't know if that's realistic. And she ends up with that with big, <laughs> but, but I, want that I too. think, <laughs> but I want, that. but I think, 
I think that I had always thought that that stuff is supposed to click. Mm -hmm. And I think that I learned through this show and I, and probably like through our lives as we're doing the podcast, but that you, that a lot of that involves choices and, you know, showing up for yourself, like John Mm -hmm. was saying, and it involves essentially like living a life and only by doing that and by showing up and being present to the things that are happening around you, that is how you can find those things. Mm. And, and I think that that's like what all the characters found at the end of the show. And what Carrie found is like by doing that, by not being someone she isn't, um, and by characters kind of waking up, they found what they wanted Mm. and they found some sort of like true love. And I don't know if you're always guaranteed those things, but I think that, you're better off um, making making like an active choice about them. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I found. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, it, it's been it's been quite the journey that that it the has. three of us have gone on and that the four ladies went on. Uh, and the last thing we need to do is we're gonna do Cosmo rating for the series for <sighs> Sex and the City as a series. We haven't done the final episode, but this will just encompass the whole thing then encompass the the final episode and the series as a whole or do you want to do two two cosmo ratings i i'm down for one i'm down for one all right say it say it to the count of three what your rating is three two one five 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 cosmos Cosmos. absolutely five cosmo show five cosmo finale the this has been uh, quite the journey. Incredible. They stuck the landing. Mm. There's it's rare that you get to see television that is that cathartic and that that emotional and touching and funny. It was just like one of the one it. of the great experiences of my life in watching entertainment. This show, absolutely, yeah. it did it. Um, hey, if you're listening to this and you've been listening either since the beginning or you just started or whatever. Uh, like we said, r- go rate us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify. Uh, we have a Patreon where we do more of these fun episodes and the podcast is not finished. It is not finished. So t- we are, we are about to go record another episode yeah. in a second. Um, and, uh, we have so many more fun things coming out yeah. and we can so just say that we can just say this over. now. We don't have it scheduled, but we've texted with Cynthia Nixon and with Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. and they're both confirmed yep. they're going to be doing episodes. So, um, so keep listening because we're going to be sitting down with them. I think if we ask Kristen Davis, she'll do another one too. Um, so those are, those are guaranteed coming your way and, uh, and, and even more better things than that. Yeah. And, and the rewatch, the rewatch, the format might be different. Uh, we might not take a break and watch it in between, but we're going to be coming packed with, uh, discussion points, things to talk about, more goofs, more tangents, all the stuff that you've come to love. Um, thank you so much for the, being a part of this journey. Thank you. Thank you. We love and you as all. always. Absolutely. Later taters. Later taters. Bye. The Bradshaw boys stars, Corey cabin, Kevin James Doyle and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at TheBradshawBoys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.
Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.